Blog Talk Radio. Carol the Coach. Sex, love, and relationships. We talk about it here. Carol the Coach. Compassion with contemporary relevance. I am a psychotherapist. I can be your personal life coach and I can help you with your issues. There are no problems too small or too big. You can talk about anything. Speaker, columnist, radio TV host, and commentator. Carol the Coach brings messages of wellness and empowerment within reach of everyday people every day. Almost five years ago, I lost my soulmate in an accident. He was killed in a plane crash. Life just for me has seemed to stop. There are groups all over the city. I mean, I teach one. It is a specific way to start thinking so that you shift how you see the world, which then shifts your energy, and then you feel better and you actually see things differently. Carol the Coach. Always available to at carolthecoach.com. Now I've got Russell on the line. I'm 47 years old. I'm a truck driver. I'm married. I have a wife in San Francisco. Okay. I haven't been home in six months. My thing is, I I don't know if I have a sex addiction or what the problem is. Why do I want what I can't have? And as soon as I can have it, I don't want it anymore. You're right on target when you say, I don't know if I have a sexual addiction. Well, guess what? Yes, you do. And you know what? That's my specialty, Russell. So you're at the right place. Continue. I meet women online and and I'm in a different part of the country. I I travel all 48 states, so I love sex. I hear self-esteem issues. You never felt good enough and you didn't feel like you were getting what you should have then. And you're really reenacting that now. Do you want to change that about yourself? Oh, yeah. You know, that is the question that we ask every person that comes into the office. We say, hey, what do you want to change? What are your goals? And when they tell us, we double, we double question them. We say, now, Is that really something you want to change about yourself? Because the bottom line is people will come into an office and they'll say, I need to do this. But then when you really examine the issues, you find they don't want to to do it at all, especially when you're working with couples. You know, any marital therapist will tell you that one out of every three times a couple comes in, and they say they want to work on the relationship. They don't. They are there. At least one person is there to put in the time to look like they want to change it, but I promise you they don't. So my job and any therapist's job is to really assess, do they want to change? Do they want to improve Do they want to change, unfortunately, the things in their life that are causing them distress? Okay. Now, you know a therapist is incredibly important in making those changes. And tonight, we're going to be talking about the secret code, Keys to Decoding Why You Act Out. I'm going to be interviewing Alex Lurza, who is the co-founder of the Recovery Tribe dot Incorporated. Uh, to you, you may know it as rtribe.org. 
this is an application that helps people to stay on track. It holds them accountable. And it was developed by people that actually had suffered from this illness, had gotten recovery, and have made it their mission to help other people. Now, this recovery program has gone further. They're going to talk about tonight what they have done to help you increase the recovery tools that you're already using. And it's very exciting, I happen to know, because um, even though it's not out yet, you and I are going to be on the cusp of hearing about an affordable, amazingly affordable and anonymous assistance to make your recovery more possible. And, you know, let's face it, don't you want that? In early recovery, it's critical to regain regain your sense of control, regain self-leadership through sobriety. But to do that, you have to know what will help you to get unstuck. You and I have talked about it before. There are all these recovery tools. Sometimes um, the first five involve 12-step groups. Here is an example. Our tribe can be one of your groups that gets you to fellowship, to the right information, to accountability. So I cannot wait to interview Alex and find out more about how this application, how this app is going to take you to the next level. In the meantime, I want to talk to you about something that is really important. Um, For many of you, you may have heard about it. For some of you, you may not have. It's virtual reality is healing healthcare in America. And one of the things I know is I am blessed. As a psychotherapist and a coach, I can consult all over the world under my coaching hat and help people to get to recovery. Now, not always can I, in my own state, help somebody in the U.K. or in Pakistan or in Egypt create a foundation of recovery tools that assist them in their own sobriety. What I mean by that is that, you know, every state governs what you can do. But here's what's so incredible about my background and many others is that I'm not only a psychotherapist, but I'm also a coach. And where psychotherapy oftentimes has mental health rules that say, hey, you can only practice in your state. I'm a coach. So I can do whatever I want today in the world. And this, this, um, I've got to tell you, this radio show is a platform for me wanting to help you. I've got kind of a funny story. Uh, Actually, two. I've told one of them before, and I'll tell you the second one now. 
you have probably seen my YouTube videos. They're for addicts and partners alike, and it's uh, Sex Help with Carol the Coach, and it's through my YouTube channel. Again, that's Sex Help with Carol the Coach. And I almost always, invariably, at least one out of three videos, I showcase my dog, Boo. Boo is a hyperactive, anxious, incredibly loving um, teddy bear dog. He is a Bichon, and he's a Shih Tzu. He's actually sitting right by me right now. And, you know, Boo gets up, and he looks at the camera, and I say, oh, Boo, sit down. You know, I'm, well, I'm telling you what you need to do to find recovery. So I will get calls from all over the world, and they'll say, you know, Carol, I'd like to work with you. Will you consult with me? I I really need to know what to do next. And, of course, I can because I'm a coach. And I say, oh, I would be happy to. And then they go, hello, Carol. Oh, please tell Boo I said hello from the U.K. And, you know, but I, I get such a kick out of that because if you have kids – or grandkids, or a fur baby, Boo's my fur baby, Um, you love them beyond life itself. And so if they're a part of your life and your client is saying, hello, Carol, tell Boo I said hello, it's just extra special. And that is the beauty of having a platform where you can see me Maybe I can't see you, but here's the deal. So you see me, you hear me give tips, you say, wow, she looks approachable. And so then when I meet with you on Zoom, which is HIPAA compliant, and I find out what you need and I direct you to the right books, the right services, the right recovery tools, we have this virtual reality relationship that is healthy, that will get you from point A to point Z. And I feel so fortunate to be able to do that. I don't know that I could always do it through mental health, but I sure can do it because I've combined the two. Now, the other virtual world that I know, that again, I feel so much gratitude to be a part of, is that many of you know I'm kind of the grandmother of blogging and Internet radio on sexual addiction. I do believe I have had the longest show on sexual addiction in the world. That's kind of cool. I was a radio talk show host here in Indianapolis. I love this genre. I love this platform. And here's what I know to be true. When my clients go to another state, country, whatever, and they go, oh, I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana, there will at least be one, if not more, people in their SAA group or their SA group or their COSA group or their SNN group, and they'll go, oh, do you know Carol the Coach? And my clients will, like, shake their head, and they'll go, "Uh, yeah, she's my counselor. 
they think nothing of it. I'm just another therapist in the life that they live. But it's so much fun for them to come back and tell me, oh, my gosh, Carol, I was in Houston, Texas. I was in the U.K. I was in um, Paris. And I said I was from Indianapolis, and they knew you. Well, you know what? Here's what I love the most. I know you because I know about the issues you have to deal with. You know me because I'm with you every Monday night and I bring the experts to you. That's a virtual reality. It's a healthy one, I might add. Now, you know, healthcare in the U.S. is facing a lot of uncertainty due to changing policies and an aging demographic. And so what I want to tell you, according to a new report released earlier this month by the National Center for Health Statistics, there are nearly 40% of Americans who are obese, who have chronic illness, and who need to work with a doctor or a therapist. And they can't necessarily do that because they don't have the energy, the time, or the desire to go in to an office. So there is this new wave of wearables, along with digital reality apps that empower people to take control of the wellness in their fight to decrease their conditions. And that is a beautiful thing. If you have sexual addiction and you want to get healthy, you really need to get on the web and find out who can work with you face-to-face. I always advise that. But if you're in an area, like I was working with a man from Germany, he didn't have a therapist within 300 miles. And so he contacted me and he said, I want to work with you. And now what I know to be true is I may offer consultation services. I may offer treatment strategies. I may be able to help him in a variety of ways because virtual reality is also helping the next generation of patients. And so I am so thrilled to be part of a situation where I can talk to you via phone and or talk to you via Skype or Zoom, Zoom is HIPAA compliant, to get you to the resources that you need to be to get healthy. And that's what my show's all about. I mean, that's what we're talking about tonight. We are actually talking about the secret code, and the secret code includes keys to decoding why you act out. And no matter what kind of recovery you're in, one of the things that I believe is that early recovery, you need the tools to combat the behaviors and cravings that will interfere with that deeper and longstanding freedom of recovery. And so our tribe has been developed by people who have experienced this disorder who are clinical in nature and who have said, I'm going to contribute to this field by helping people to get into recovery. 
And, you know, fellowship is what it's all about. When you're a sex addict, you are in isolation. You don't let people know who you are. You certainly don't know. You don't let them know how you struggle. And our tribe is an amazing opportunity to download an app that immediately sets you up with a fellowship. And you don't even have to leave your house. And that's what we're talking about tonight. We are talking about virtual reality. So I am so excited to be interviewing Alex Lerza, who is the co-founder of the Recovery Tribe. Alex, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Carol. Excited to be here. Yeah. Now, you you have been doing this for how many years? You know, the Art Tribe journey uh, really started off in January of 2015. And, uh, you know, we, we uh, launched our first uh, app uh, for uh, the app the app store in October of 2015 um, and been going strong since then. Yeah, this is amazing. What what makes you stand out from other apps that that actually advocate recovery? Yeah, there's, you know, um, there's quite a few good apps out there, um, but then there's a lot of apps uh, that, you know, maybe somebody pulled a few thousand dollars together and, you know, told somebody to, to build them an app to do X, Y, and Z, and it kind of got left there. And I think um, I think the, the real difference with our tribe is that uh, this has been an effort where we've recruited the best developers. Um, I used to work at Stanford and, and had mentored some students there who'd gone on to be, you know, directors at Facebook and Google. And so, um, so it's, you know, bringing in world-class talent to really bring a world-class experience. And I think when you're, you know, uh, battling an addiction, a uh, compulsive issue, you know, uh, if, if the app is not getting you addicted to recovery and healthy things, um, right, then it's failed to do its job. And so, and that's really tough to do to make uh, an app uh, so compelling and habit-forming that it that it can uh, cancel out, you know, all the negative triggers and all the other things. Um, and I think most people, you know, they experience that. We use, you know, Facebook and Instagram and all these other sorts of apps that, you know, these are world-class, um, you know, apps. And so, you know, when some when when you run across an app that costs five thousand dollars to make, uh, which there's plentiful apps out there, it doesn't really uh, help people to it in a sense. Um, I think the other thing, you know, is a lot of apps will help you, recovery apps will help you like track certain things. But I think also the difference with our tribe is that um, we not only help you track your struggle, but you can uh, share all of that uh, with your, you know, uh, accountability partners, with your 12-step friends. Um, You can be anonymous or not if if you want to. Um, so we we try to combine those two. Well, and you know what I love about you guys is that you're really one of the first that were recovery based specifically for sexual addiction, and that was in 2015. And here it is, 2017, and you're getting ready to launch a new product. So tell us a little bit about our tribe 2.0 that's going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks. I want my viewers out there to be the first to know about this incredible 
um, upgrade in application. Yeah, yeah, you're getting you're getting the scoop. We haven't uh, told a lot of people about it. Um, it's it's a super exciting upgrade. I think some of the issues that my co-founder Josh and I saw, you know, with we call it the four A's, you know, in, in recovery, like you know, accessibility to support in the sense of having it on a smartphone, so it's always there. Uh, having it affordable, right? Our tribe started out um, as being mostly free to use. Um, the third A, anonymous, you know, because you know the people that we help and um, ourselves, right? Even myself, it's you know there could be a lot of shame in getting help. So trying to create some uh, safety uh, if you want to be anonymous, and then the awareness factor of you know when you check in, you track your struggles, your incre- your awareness increases a ton, and so. Our tribe 2.0 just takes all of those things and says, well, um, let's apply all of that to counseling and coaching and let's connect people um, to the best and, and, and smartest match for them, uh, for one, but also let's make it affordable, right? So it's instead of $150 a week, it's $150 a month to uh, message with uh, a CSAT or somebody who's highly trained in this area. Um, it's accessible in the sense that you can, you know, do this all on your phone, uh, inter- interact with a professional. It's, uh, you know, it's anonymous too. You don't have to actually reveal your identity, even to your, your counselor, um, or your coach. Um, and the really cool thing is, um, the awareness, I think piece where the coaches and the counselors, I don't know, Carol, about you, but a lot of times, right. When, when folks come in, um, and want to get help, you know, and you say, okay, so what's, what's uh, been working and not working the last week, or tell me about, you know, the last week, a lot of, you know, a lot of time can be spent in a session about what happened. Um, whereas with our tribe, providers can actually see all of that our tribe information, mood, healthy activities, sobriety, whether you've been checking in and are engaged. And so less of the session or less of the interaction is, is about what happened. And it's really about, about like, well, what now? And, and looking forward. Um, and we've actually have heard uh, 12-step groups tell us that too, that when they get kind of critical mass of people on our tribe, um, their check-ins actually change. It's less about what happened because people kind of know and have been tracking and it's more about being in the present moment and, and looking forward. Um, and so, yeah, so that's coming out in a couple weeks. You can, you know, go to the website now to get actually on the, uh, the wait list so you have, the, you know, the first access out of, out of anybody. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're super pumped about it. Um, right now we have uh, already some people beta testing it. And, uh, yeah, so far the, the feedback has been uh, really positive. So not only do you have that sense of fellowship and accountability through the old R tribe, but you can actually employ a coach to help you to fine-tune what you need in your life to make your life different. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, a lot of folks can't afford, you know, that sort of help, but now they can, and, and uh yeah, I think the number of people who are going to be helped um, is just going to increase, which will be a, a joy to see. Well, absolutely. And you said that these coaches aren't um, 
now this is not a put down, but you know, coaches are not necessarily certified or um, they don't necessarily have a ton of experience, but the coaches that you're utilizing are CSATs and they actually have expertise in sexual addiction and partner trauma. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, many, almost most of uh, our first cohort of providers, uh, coaches and counselors um, are, have gotten certified in, in training um, either to work with partners uh, in complex trauma or through um, to work with uh, sex addicts and porn addicts. And so that's, that's the really exciting part is, uh, you know, even with understanding the impact these different coaches and counselors are making, when you come in the door, we will know that Carol, right, um, mm-hmm. rocks with 35-year-old uh, partners, you know, and, and, and you're going to get the best, right? You're going to get Carol. And so, um, so it's, it's highly trained people, and it's also the, the matching process, I think, which um, hopefully boosts people's um, confidence, right, that, that they're going to get better. You know, hope is such a big deal when people are just starting out. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that I believe is that when you're working with somebody who understands partner trauma or um, sexual addiction, you're going to expedite that recovery process because they know the recovery tools necessary to make your life different. You know, one of the things that I say, Alex, is that if somebody follows my 8 out of 10 steps for good recovery, I guarantee you they'll have success because they're working hard at working it. And when you work it, it definitely works. And so mm-hmm. this, our, our tribe 2.0, is an opportunity to fine-tune slash tweak slash upgrade what you're doing to be more successful. Yep. So now, hopefully, when is the launch date? Uh, launch date will be on or about November 8th. Um, of, you know, launches, you know, one thing can come up that you want to tweak at the last minute or you get that one piece of feedback from somebody who's been beta testing it and we might, you know, push it back for that, you know, because it seems like a, a must-have thing. Um but we will, you know, if, if you go to um, ourtribe.org and uh, get on the list, you'll actually get notifications for when it's, you know, going to, you know, be imminent within 24 hours, within 40 hour, 48 hours. Um, and then people can uh, download the new version of the app and, and uh, start to uh, sign up and, and meet their uh, coach or, or counselor. Fantastic. So now let me ask you, obviously that is something that you're going to be launching and it's very exciting. And so what can our listeners do if they've never heard of you before or if they've heard of our tribe but they want to upgrade? What's next step? Yeah, next step, um, if you've never heard of our tribe, uh, you spell it uh, with the letter R and then the word tribe and it has that double meaning, right, as you were talking about fellowship and community and how important it is, right? It's, it's the idea that we need a tribe to get better, um, which is uh, something that, you know, 
people can understand in their mind that that might be a good idea, but emotionally that can be tough. Right. Um, but we really try to, um, make communities as, a accessible as possible. Um, so if you go to the app store um, or you go to the Google Play Store, um, we're both on iOS and Android uh, smartphones, uh, you can download our tribe 1.0 today. And um, what you'll notice in there, actually, uh, this is one of the, the very cool things about our tribe is, is it's a global community. Um, and there's all these different, uh, you know, small tribes. This is other reason we called it our tribe is um, you know, this podcast, right, is a tribe. Um, mm-hmm. SAA, SAA is a tribe. Um, you know, the uh, folks who go to every man's battle, that's a tribe. You know, there's so many great um, tribes and communities out there. And so, actually, if you're part of one of those tribes, um, when you uh, download the app um, and you start to sign up, you know, create your profile, one of the cool things you can do is, uh, find your tribe. Um, there's a, a, a listing there uh, in the profile of all these different sorts of groups. And so if you're in, um, you know, uh, CODA or, or even AA or, or SAA or any of these 12-step groups, you can say, hey, that's my group. Um, and then you can find all of the people who are a part of that group uh, in your area or globally. Um, this is one thing actually I, I uh, recommend to clients who are super hesitant um, or anxious about attending a group, a 12 step group, especially is, um, Hey, why don't you find some people who are already going to that group, find them through our tribe. You know, you can be anonymous and you can ask them about their experience. And, and it's a way to kind of take that, that first step and, and make some connections and say, Hey, like I actually know somebody who's going to be in a Thursday night meeting already on our tribe. Um, so that, that would be, uh, yeah, my recommendation, uh, for, for folks listening is, is, uh, find your tribe. Um, and if you don't have a tribe, um, there's this cool thing, uh, that we do called, um, you know, hashtag the tribes, which is a way of searching for, for groups and, and individuals within our tribe. And the tribes is a 30 day um, uh, check-in group where people who are wanting to check in every day uh, to commit to recovery, um, you know, they, they form a group of about eight folks or so um, and message each other every day as kind of a challenge um, to stay focused and committed uh, for the next 30 days. And, and it, it's pretty cool. We have people who label their tribe by generation um, because what you're supposed to do after the 30 days is start your own group or co-start another group. And we're on, you know, we have people on the ninth, 10th, 11th generation of these things of, of uh, passing forward um, their experience. Uh, Cause a lot of people uh, through the tribes end up, you know, maybe that's their first experience of community. And that's, that's their first experience of really, uh, getting uh, some good streaks of sobriety going. Um, so those are those are two options uh, for for getting connected to our tribe now. Yeah, that's a, I you know I've got lots of my clients who are part of our tribe, and I've known you guys for many many years, and it's obvious that your number one um, goal is to form fellowship and community and help 
to hold each other accountable. What's working, what isn't, and what do you need to increase your success? So I really appreciate the fact that you guys have put together this app. And more than that, now that you've got coaches that can actually guide a client, it's it's like the best of both worlds. If you don't need a coach, good for you. But if you need somebody and you don't have somebody, I mean, certainly you and I both know that one of the problems with certified sexual addictions therapists or, you know, clinical certified partner specialists or coaches is that they're not available in areas. Mm-hmm. I was just saying earlier that I'm I'm working with a guy in Germany and there's not even a counselor 200 miles uh, in the demographics from where he lives, let alone somebody who specializes in partner trauma and sex addiction. And this is a great way for an affordable price to get somebody to guide you to exactly where you need to be. Yeah. it's. Uh, I don't know how those folks, you know, uh, do it in uh, in these other countries. Yeah, similar in South Africa, they're starting to get you know some things going. You know, some more people trained. But yeah, we uh, you know our tribes in, in 155 countries and get emails all the time about where can I find somebody who you know can help with this. And and unfortunately, yeah, until now it's it's been kind of difficult uh, to really uh, connect with somebody like yourself. Uh, with your level of training, um, so <laughs> that that guy in Germany should be uh, super grateful. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I mean, certainly the internet brings us lots of opportunities. And at the same time, um, I'm assuming that your coaches either work virtually through the telephone, through Skype, through Zoom. One of the HIPAA compliant things. Tell me. How would somebody connect with a coach? Yeah, so when, once it's launched, it's going to be uh, is really simple. Um, once you're in our tribe, um, in the app, you'll just see uh, a card there right on the home screen. It says, are you looking for professional support? You tap that, and you say, you know, what is the primary struggle that you're struggling with? Um I think it asks you, you know, just about your state so we can understand your time zone. Um, and then it will smart match you to the best option we think of all the providers. And if for some reason it doesn't look like that person is the right fit, you can rematch a couple more times uh, to see a variety of folks. Um, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be that simple. And, and then you'll get to uh, start message messaging them right away and, um, you can do video um, through the phone as well, um, and there'll also be some group um, video sessions uh, coming very shortly as well. So, so it's going to be super simple, super easy uh, to get connected to world-class um, providers. Okay, so now that's a little bit about our tribe 2.0 the kind of upgrade in terms of the application that you have. Now let's talk a little bit about the topic that you believe there's a secret code, keys to decoding why you act out. And certainly you and I both know that when you're in early recovery, um, there are definitely signposts to a deeper freedom and 
it's critical to regain self-leadership through sobriety. So tell me a little bit about what do you think are the keys to deciphering the secret code of acting out behavior? Yeah, this is um, this is a, what I find just recently one of the most fascinating uh, things I do with clients, um, and the most interesting. Like, I like thinking about um, you know, the movies. Some of my favorite movies really capture this dynamic of what you really thought was the enemy or who you thought was the enemy actually wasn't. Um, they're actually. <laughs> Might, might be the hero or, or might just be somebody who's going to um, the whistleblower in a sense, you know, who's uh, uncovering right, the deeper plot um, or corruption. Uh, and so there's movies like the enemy of the state with Will Smith um, or the born movies, right. At first born, you know, a lot of these movies, you know, that person starts out and you think they're the bad guy. Um, and then as the movie unfolds, you realize they're not the bad guy. Um, they're actually somebody who's trying to uh, change the situation. Um, and so in early recovery, right, we often think of acting out behaviors as that enemy. Um, you know, it's all happiness. Um, but uh, in reality, you know, what uh, clients who, who kind of do some of this deeper work and understand how to decode their acting out behavior learn that, it's uh, usually the acting out behavior is a symptom um, of a much deeper uh, struggle. And um, in some ways that the acting out really is a signpost uh, to really get at, right, the deeper healing and, and really the bigger, um, uh, the bigger problems of the heart um, and of the mind. Um, so, you know, the, the keys, uh, you know, that I use to help uh, people decode why they act out. Um, you know, first you got to understand how the mind works um, um, technique. And in that you have to assume kind of a good reason. I'll go into all these and then you apply what's called the upward arrow. And so, um, so basically, uh, you know, and, and this is something that um, again, right? Like phase one, Right. You really focus on establishing, establishing sobriety, gaining control, limiting damage, um, all of that sort of stuff. Um, but once you've done that, you can't stay in this mindset of, you know, the addict is this bad thing and I just need to completely ignore the addict part of myself and just clamp it down all the time. You have to understand where that was born. Um, and so uh, before I, I, I share more, Carol, I'd love to hear if, kind of your thoughts on that as well and, and that transition that you see of, you know, folks going like, hey, like this acting out thing is just like bad and I need to, you know, you know, kind of basically like just put it in a bottle and, and control it um, to when they go from that to trying to understand it and why uh, it is there and, and where it came from. Yeah, well, you know, one of the things that I absolutely believe is that, when somebody comes to see me, they either are still in that white-knuckle situation where they think, Carol, I'm coming to see you so you can help me figure out what I need to do so that I can manage this issue. But 
but their belief is that it's solely based on what they can do alone. And then mm-hmm. I've got the other people that say, Carol, what I'm doing isn't working, and I need to come see you so you can help me what I need to utilize out there in the community to make my life different. If somebody's trying to do it all on their own, they cannot do it. It's impossible. You know, Patrick Carnes said early on, you need a committee to make your life better. You can't do it on your own. You're not stronger than the addict itself. And so you need to employ those resources outside of yourself to combine with your own sense of, you know, urgency, deal-breaking behaviors. It's not like you're not a part of things, but you definitely need to ascribe to fellowship and reading and praying or meditating or um, a sexual addictions group or Mm -hmm. a counselor, whatever. So what I hear you saying is that part of the secret code of acting out behavior is really understanding that if you're not successful, those behaviors are trying to communicate something to you. And if if you really learn to listen well, your acting out behaviors and cravings will show you the path to a deeper and long-lasting freedom by telling you, hey, you can't do this by yourself, or telling you, hey, you need more than what you're utilizing. Pay attention. I mean, this is okay that you continue to fail or not feel as competent, but what is it telling you that you actually need? And that's what I think that you're talking about. You know, the keys to deciphering the secret code have to do with the deeper resources and reasons that you're not dealing with things by utilizing all the other opportunities around you. So what do you think? Did I get it right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think this is for exactly, I, I, you know, this is for the person, right, who's put in a lot of work, they've gotten mm-hmm. some sobriety, but they find, right, that it's um, in some ways to go and, and to really lock down their behavior, right, you know, they have to do more and more and more and more, um, and and some people, you know, need to do more and more and more, um, you know, to, you know, get to a, a certain point of, um you know, balance. Um, but let me tell you, tell you example of sort of a person, um, you know, that I see actually, uh, a, a real, um, real client, you know, so there's this 35 year old guy, he's a programmer. Um, and his question, you know, he's had five months of sobriety at time, six months, but then like he'll get into a relapse and mode and, and then act out and then go on kind of two week cycles and all of that. And, Um, and so he's really trying to understand, like, he's going to meetings, um, he's connecting with his wife, he's, you know, and being honest, um, he's got filters, you know, he's, he's doing all this stuff, but he's still wondering, um, you know, what's going on, especially internally, like, why do I have all of these triggers and cravings? Um, and specifically he wakes up with euphoric recall. Um, right away, first thing in the morning, um, it will hit him. And so 
you know, what I do is I say, I, I kind of say, let's pretend that the euphoric recall is actually trying to serve a purpose in your life. And just, let's just pretend it is and see, see what we see what happens. And so I asked, okay, so if it's serving a purpose, what is, how is it trying to impact you? What's its goal? And he said, you know, he said to create anxiety, actually. Like, that's the biggest thing that happens when the euphoric recall comes for him that he could identify. Now, it may be different for different people, but that's why this is, you know, you have to have this conversation. Um, so then I say, okay, well, let's pretend anxiety is serving a purpose. Like, what is it trying to do for you? Um, right? He says, it's trying to, to distract me from something. Okay, so then you kind of reverse it in some ways. You say, okay, so if you didn't have, right, that anxiety when you woke up, uh, what would happen? And then that's where, you know, uh, this client, a lot of my clients start to realize, okay, there's a deeper fear, right, that I might not be achieving at the level I'm supposed to, is what he said. Um, Right, there's this performance issue and anxiety, this kind of anxiety about euphoric recall and all sort of stuff uh, is covering up a bigger fear, which is about performance and achievement. Um, So, right, he quickly realized if he's anxious and distracted about acting out, it's really just um, a cover-up for this bigger fear that he has. And then, you know, from there, right, you say, okay, so where did you learn to have this fear? And, right, boom. It's like when he was a kid, mother, right, told him, uh, parents told him that, you know, A- minus was embarrassing, emotionally cut him off for, for weeks for, for getting bad grades. Um, so that created this rule and belief in him that if he doesn't succeed, he's unlovable. Um, and so then, you know, I asked clients then, so what, uh, how has that belief shaped your life? Uh, and essentially, you know, and you've seen this, Carol, working probably with high-functioning people and uh, perfectionists, et cetera, is that he's optimized his whole life around achievement to the point where he's living apart from his family. Um, you know, he's uh, working, uh, you know, not super long hours, um, but everything in his life, you know, is around succeeding so that he can experience being lovable. Right. And so um, started with pretending that the euphoric recall and the acting out that he was doing in his life was, was trying to, in some ways, raise a red flag that he wasn't aware of. It was just um, that signpost that said, there's a deeper uh, thing going on. And so, you know, so then you, you know, as you know, you turn it around and you say, okay, so if you believed you were lovable, whether you succeeded or not, how would that change the decisions you make in your life? And what would your life look like? And you start to have a path then of a holistic recovered, uh, you know, uh, outer circle looking sort of life. And, um, and so I think full of how to, you know, look at your acting out behaviors, um, euphoric recall, triggers, all that sort of stuff as for a moment, um, and this is where you need community, is, is to say, what is it trying to do for me? Um, and, a lot of, you know, and don't just 
say, oh. I like that. It's kind of like you're taking a negative, obviously, the actual behavior that is making him feel bad about himself, and you're saying, hey, this is this is something that's trying to show you the way out, or it's trying to teach you something. Let's look at it as a positive. What is it trying to talk to you about? Exactly. So now let me ask you something. Because, you know, there are sex addicts that are single, and there are sex addicts that have a partner, and I run groups, and I'll tell you what, my sex addicts that are dealing with an angry spouse, um, a mistrusting spouse, a suspicious spouse, it looks so unmanageable, but really my single addicts go, wow, I wish I had that in my life because it would help to hold me accountable. So obviously... The spouse can be a very important person in the life of an addict. What do you think the partner or spouse's role is in this process? I think if you're a partner or spouse and you right see right your uh, loved one, your your husband, boyfriend, or you know the person who's who's struggling with the addictive behavior, you see that they're making an effort. You see that they're, you know, doing the work, um, and there ha- still isn't quite an understanding of the why, and maybe they're um, not as solid in their recovery as you would hope. I-, I think the partner spouse's role, as it relates to this part of the process, I think, um, really is to, I think, yeah, try to understand because sometimes partners or spouses actually see the right, the deeper stuff um, can see more of the negative core beliefs or um, that hidden part that sometimes we can't acknowledge ourselves. Um, and, and so I think the partner's role, again, it's not to fix, um, you know, the addict or, or in any ways, but I, I think um, if the addict understands there might be a deeper thing and the partner understands that as well, and there's been some trust built um, and the accountabilities there, I think a spouse can really start to participate in, um, well, what are the decisions that we've made as a couple that reinforce or not reinforce these uh, negative core beliefs? Um, you know, have we optimized for success over connection? Um, have we, you know, optimized um, – I, I don't know. It could be, there's so many different variations, but I think um, when you have two people where um, I think of the deeper parts, um, I think a lot of actually healing, healing can take place there. Um, so th- I think that's, you know, for example, if with the, this one client, um, I'm not working with his, uh, his wife, um, but if I was, and they were, I was actually working with a couple, that I would, after this realization, I would want him to share that and to say, um, how does this change, right, the decisions you guys have made? And, you know, are you sure you want to live, you know, in different cities and all of that? Um, you know, so just kind of facilitating, I think, uh, greater awareness between the couple, I, I think, would be uh you know, my hope with kind of the partner and spouse's role in the process, though it's obviously a tricky balance. Um, but, yeah, I'd be curious 
um, how you would, you know, if, if you heard one of your clients becoming aware of that deeper reason, how you bring that into a couple's process or, or uh, with the part, bring that up with a partner. Absolutely. And, you know, there are all sorts of accountability partners per se. You know, there's, mm-hmm. for instance, our tribe, that would be an accountability partner. And there is a therapist, that would be an accountability partner. There's a coach, there's spouses, there's peer support. There are so many accountability partners that really can help to not only to hold you accountable, but to be a mirror for what you need to do next. So if you're an addict um, and you're really wanting to maximize all the resources, what do you think? Um, what can people do to put this whole plan together? Yeah, one of the things we talk about at our tribe, you know, is uh, having the importance of connection in five areas, um, right? The, the first area of connection is, is with yourself, right? You have to understand what your needs are. Um, you have to become aware. Uh, and so like this guy, for example, right? He wasn't fully aware, but he was doing something to try to connect with himself. I think actually his, he picked up uh, very quickly, the deep, you know, within 20 minutes of talking, I, you know, what was more, what was the deeper things that were going on for him? Because he was doing meditation, he was tracking in our tribe, right? He was very self-aware. He just needed a little nudge in that direction, right, to uncover the deeper truth. Um, where other folks who don't have that connection to themselves through meditation, through um, prayer, through uh, those sorts of uh, disciplines, much more difficult to get to the deeper truth and deeper wounds. Um, so connection to self is one connection to peers uh, is the other, right? So you can track your struggles and you can connect peers in our tribe. I think finding peers, right. That have um, that you could be friends with um, that you could do more than just recovery is important. Uh, not a requirement, but I think uh, having that as an op- option and then who have an equal need, uh, for connection uh, is also, I think, important. You know, if one person feels like they're doing pretty good and they can only they only want to chat once a week, where you feel like you want to chat every day, that's not a great fit. So, so connection to self, connection to peers, connection to guides like yourself, um, a therapist, a coach, a sponsor, a mentor, a pastor. Um, you know, people who could play a very positive, uh, supportive role, um, and you know, and people who've been through it. I think guides that have been through it themselves are great. Um, so, so that self peers guides uh, your significant other. Uh, I think it's really critical to uh, get some coaching uh, from somebody um, or maybe a really savvy sponsor about how do you have the couple recover? Because, you know, on the addict side, they could be doing all this great work and, you know, be aware of all these deeper things, but if they're not learning to help the couple recover or somebody's not helping the couple recover, those, you know, it's like maybe the addict crashed the car and got out and went to the hospital, but the partner's still stuck in the car and it's on fire. It doesn't, you know, it's great that the addict got 
got help, but you know, there's a, you want them both to get well uh, and to enjoy the wellness together. And the last one's a connection to God or spirituality or purpose, something that's an anchor uh, to all of these things. And so, so all of those five things are, you know, you can do all of those things in our tribe, which is really cool. Absolutely. So now how can listeners get a hold of you and again, let them know how they can look up the app, Our Tribe. Yeah, so uh, you can reach out to me. Best way to reach out to me is uh, email alex at ourtribe.org. That's the word R and the word tribe.org. That's the website also, uh, ourtribe.org. Uh, you can download the app from, from the website or you can go directly to iTunes or to the Google Play Store and and download the app so that you are, uh, you know, first uh, in line for when counseling coaching starts, or you can uh, just jump on to connect with uh, and find your tribe if you're already part of a tribe, uh, you know, like a 12-step group or accountability group or something like that. You can create a group. Uh, maybe maybe you've uh, been helping a lot of people and, and you want to create your own tribe and, and do that. You can do that as well. So. Those are those are the best ways, I think, to uh, get started, get in touch with me, or just get started with our tribe. Well, you know, I've got a couple of clients um, that specifically use you because they are not wanting to do a lot of extra stuff. They want to make their life easy. They want their life to be accessible. And, again, like you said, anonymous. And so they've looked up our tribe. I've got your special cards, and I've given them to them. And I'll tell you what, they would not be doing anything if it weren't for your app. And that app keeps them connected to other people, other resources, other books, other podcasts, other, um, well, like I said, resources. And so with minimal effort, they are connecting in a way that makes our life different. And and I feel so fortunate because, really, I feel like I'm their only connection with the exception of your app. So I just so appreciate the fact that we're partnering up, we're teaming up to provide the most resources ava- uh, available to really enhance their recovery program because, you know, I said it earlier, Patrick Karn says you can't do it by yourself. You've got to reach out. You've got to establish fellowship, accountability, and a committee to help beat this thing. So, Alex, I I am amazed at your innovative um, ingenuity, and I can't wait to see what else you come up with next year. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe it'll be uh our tribe 3.0 will be some form of a virtual reality. Who knows? We'll, uh, or augmented reality. We'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see where everything takes us. Absolutely. So thank you so much. Is there anything you want to end with for our listeners who may be hearing about our tribe for the first time? Um, just that you know, I probably know a little bit about how you're feeling and what you're thinking. Um, you know, our tribe really started as a trying to scratch my own itch with my uh, friend and accountability partner, Josh kind of grew out of our friendship and our professional relationship. And so we hope you experience that uh, in the app. 
and uh, yeah, it's a humble to to serve you, and uh, and uh, yeah, we hope uh, that you find the healing and freedom and connection uh, that you deserve and that uh, yeah, you're looking for. Well, and I know you, and you are so available. If anybody has any difficulties or problems, they can contact you directly. So. Thank you for your contribution, um, your pioneers in the field. And, again, I'm speaking with Alex Lurza, who is a pioneer and co-founder of our tribe. And um, I wish you the best of success, and I can't wait to hear what you're doing next. You have a great night. Thanks, Carol. Tribe on. Bye-bye. So, again... One of the things that I think is amazing is that these are people that worked in the field of sexual addiction that said, hey, we know what we need to do to make the lives of people enhanced and improved and richer as a result. That's what we're all trying to do, isn't it? You're listening to the show because you want your life to be richer. I'm on the show working at 9 to 10 p.m. on a Monday night to let, to let you know that we're out here helping you with resources and fellowship, strength, hope, and recovery. You're listening to Carol the Coach. And as I end every show, I want you to know you need to fearlessly have the courage to be yourself and ask yourself, are you moving towards recovery or away from it? If you're listening to the show, I already know you're moving towards recovery. Keep at it, and I'll see you next week for more Sex Health with Carol the Coach. <laughs>